Inspiring others to inspire themselves, welcome to Flow in the Spirit, where we take a dive into the natural world to offer spiritual guidance to the believers and non-believers of Christ. Everyone is invited to Flow in the Spirit, hosted by yours truly, Official Mama Ann. All right, you guys, so we are back with episode number six. We are still going to be talking about chakras because, as we all know, there are seven of them. And we're going to get into the article that I told you guys about in the last episode entitled It's Not New, It's True, Chakras and Christianity by Miss Beth Hovis, a Trinity School instructor. Let's go ahead and get on into the solar plexus chakra. I want to kind of knock these all out because there's still so much more in the series of a line that we have to talk about. So let's go ahead and knock out the solar plexus chakra. And you guys... If we were to hypothetically operate on the chakra and manifestation, mantra, affirmation, metaphysical realm, a lot of us are definitely lacking in the self-esteem and confidence area of our lives. However, with the help of scripture, we will be able to build our self-esteem, build our confidence in Christ, and allow ourselves to walk into the authority that God has called us into. So let's go ahead and get started with the first scripture, okay? Let's do this thing. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. All right, so in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7, it says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. And when they say in him, they're not talking about ourselves. We're talking about in the Holy Spirit. You guys, this scripture is telling us that our confidence does not come from ourselves. Our confidence doesn't come from the approval of other people. Our confidence doesn't come from the things that we have in life all the treasures and riches that we have gained in the world. Our confidence comes from the Holy Spirit. Our confidence comes from the Lord. So as long as we trust in him, we'll have confidence no matter what, because our confidence comes from our father. So that's Jeremiah 17 verse seven. In Psalms chapter 27 verse three, it says, though my though an army beseech me, my heart will not fear. The war break out against me, even then I will be confident. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, I will then be confident. Self-esteem and confidence, you guys. The solar plexus chakra tells us that if our chakra our solar plexus chakra is not aligned, we will not have the self-esteem and the confidence that we need. But in Jeremiah 17, verse 7, and in Psalms 27, verse 3, we just saw that God has our confidence as long as we trust in him and that we will not fear no matter what adversity comes our way, no matter what war breaks out against us, that we'll have the self-esteem and the confidence to abide in him. In Psalms chapter 139, verses 13 through 14, it says, For you created my inmost being. 
You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. This scripture is a blunt face trauma to the brain, y'all. It is telling us right then and there that we already believe that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And the last time I checked, anything that's fearfully and wonderfully made is the most amazing creation on this planet. The scripture says your works are wonderful. In the beginning, Genesis said it is good. God made man and it was good. How many times does the Bible have to tell us that we are confident beings of Christ, that we are beautiful? How many times does the Bible have to tell us that? And apparently don't nobody want to listen because we're still going back to these chakras. We're still going back to going to get work done on our bodies. We're still going back to all the extraness that has come before us in this new generation of life. And now we are sitting here trying to figure out who we are. Now we're sitting here trying to find our purpose. Finding your purpose and figuring out who you are is completely fine. Don't get me wrong. I had to go through it myself. However, the stress that we face would not be as great as it has as it has been if we would have just listened to scripture and just follow what he told us to do. Let's go on. All right. So our next scripture we have is Second Chronicles 32 and 8. And it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Now, for those who do not understand this scripture, it is God talking to the minister of this scripture. And it says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in my weakness, in weakness. So he, the father is talking to us and he is telling us that grace is enough You don't need nothing else in life but grace, because at the end of the day, when I give you grace, you will be able to live your life without any stress, without any worry, because it's efficient. It's enough. My grace is enough. And God, we just want to say thank you for your grace. Because if it wasn't for grace, half of us would be dead. If it wasn't for grace, half of us would be in jail. If it wasn't for grace, half of us would be so messed up. But yet and still, God gives us grace because he loves us and he cares for us and he has already paid for our sins. Now, moving into the next part of that scripture, it says, for my power is made perfect in weakness. God is telling us that we don't have to have the strength in order to prove to everybody else that we are strong. Because in our weakness, God will lift us up And make us a spectacle for everyone else to see. In a good way though. In a really good way. Because at the end of the day, let's think about it. If I was to go in the gym right now and put 400 pounds on a squat rack, we all know that I would buckle and fall 
flat to the ground and be hurt. I cannot squat 400 pounds. But in the spiritual realm, I am the strongest person when I have the Lord on my side. You know how when you go to the, the, the lifting competitions and you see that big strong dude and they're right there holding the barbell and they about to wait for him. So when it drops down, he can pick it back up just in case. That is God, y'all. That is our father right there over us waiting for us to become weak. And as soon as he sees that weakness, his power is resting on us. In the end of the scripture, it says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Y'all, is that not what I just said? Come on now. Come on. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. I know I can't squat 400 pounds, but God's going to be right there behind me waiting for that weakness to come. And when the weakness comes, what is God going to do? His power rests upon me. So then that way I can ooh, lift that thing right back up again come on now all right so boom in second timothy chapter one verse seven it says for the spirit god gave us does not make us timid but gives us power love and self-discipline that scripture is the same scripture that y'all know for god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind Y'all, come on. A sound mind. A sound mind. How many times has your mind been messed up because you don't believe that you have the confidence in yourself that you can do something? Because your self-esteem is so low that you don't even believe that you deserve certain things in life. I was listening to Anthony O'Neill last night and he was talking to, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember. I can't remember the guy's, uh, last name but it's a recent video it just dropped was it maybe last week i want to say but it was anthony o'neill video y'all go check out anthony o'neill on youtube great entrepreneur he's amazing in finances and he's a christian hallelujah thank you jesus um but i was watching the video and they were talking about what they believe they deserve and how once you get to certain levels in your wealth There are certain things that you just don't have an appetite for anymore, which is why Anthony O'Neill just got a Bentley Continental, y'all, and he paid cash for it. But there was a time when he was driving around in an infinity. There was a time when he was driving around in a, 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 a Benz. But when he got back into that Bentley Continental, y'all, he did not want to go back anymore. And that's the same thing with our self-esteem. Once we find that level of self-esteem that we need in Christ and that we know that we're beautifully and wonderfully made, we know we have the potential to walk into the corporate office and command attention. There is no reason for us to walk into McDonald's with our heads held down. When we already know that God has given us the kingdom, that we're the heirs of Abraham's blessings, why are we walking around with our heads hung down? Why are we walking around Without the power that God has rested upon us. Come on, y'all. These scriptures work together for the good who love God. Come on. Come on. All right. This is the moment we all been waiting for. Let's go ahead and jump into this article on trinityschool.org. 
It's Not New, It's True by Beth Hovis. I'm not going to read it all, y'all, because I told you where to go. I told you what to look for. And we're going to just go ahead and keep an open mind about her standpoint because she is a science teacher. Um, And let's just go ahead and talk about it because I'm really excited to read some of this stuff here on the podcast for those who cannot access the article right now. So it says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. Second Timothy one and seven. We just read that. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow or turning. That is James one and 17. I'm going to pause us right there. And I would like to look up James one and 17 from a different version of the Bible. Okay, let's do that now. All right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and read James chapter one verse 13 and one thing that i learned from greater works deliverance temple fayetteville north carolina shout out to all my greater workers listening to the podcast Uh, one thing i learned from church is that you do not want to go into a scripture blind and what i mean by that is is that you don't want to read a scripture whether you found it online your bible just cracked open you decided to read it or somebody told you about a scripture and leave it at that You always want to gain understanding when it comes to a scripture. So it's best for you to read three verses up and three verses down to gain an understanding of that scripture. And if you really bold, read the whole chapter. But because we're pressed for time, we're not going to read the whole chapter. We're reading three verses up and three verses down. So let's go ahead and start at verse 13. And it says, James chapter one, verse 13, when tempted, no one should say God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Y'all, that is a message in itself, but we're not even going to get into that. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. This is verse 16. Verse 17 says, every good and perfect gift is from God. Or every good and perfect gift is from above. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reading in different lines. And then it says, coming down from the father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Who does not change like shifting shadows. Now, if I could just get a little deep into my word, in my opinion, shifting shadows represents demonic spirits. But that's just me. Keep going. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be kind, be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Okay. Now, if you read on top of what the chapter is about, the chapter is about trials and temptations. We're going to go ahead and go to the new living translation and we're going to read the same scripture again. The chapter in the, The New Living Translation talks about faith and endurance. Let's read verse 13. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong and he never tempts anyone else. Verse 14 says temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. 
Y'all, I'm telling you, I can't wait. Oh, I'm I'm writing it down now, y'all. We're going to talk about that. We are talking about that. That scripture right there deep, y'all. And I ain't even knew that one was in the Bible. See how you learn when, you, when you're doing other... Oh, deep. Anyways, verse 16. So, do... So don't be misled, my brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father. I'm going to stop us right there. Good and perfect. Good and perfect. Y'all remember in the last episode I mentioned about um, the, the chakras and how the chakras are not a Christian-based article, Okay. The chakras aren't even a physical article. They exist in the metaphysical realm. They come from the Hinduism, the Hindu belief. Um, and at the end of the day, um, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure the Bible does not mention chakras anywhere at all. I also did a little bit more research. There's a specific word. Um, it's a spirit and I'm going to allow YouTube to tell me how to say it because I mess it up every time. So let me go ahead and let YouTube tell me how to say it. Your body is what is called Kunda, means a part. Kundalini is that which is in this part. The energy which is in your body, when it manifests in all its glory, you say it's Kundalini. Okay. Um, so... Kundalini. I always have to listen to it before I mess it up. I also looked up the spirit of Kundalini is a serpent. (laughs) It's a serpent. And it rises from your root chakra to your crown. And that is where the head of the Kundalini spirit rests. Why in the world are we allowing a serpent to rest in our body? The spirit of Satan to rest in our body. The Bible tells us to come out from among them and be separate. That is 2 Corinthians 6 and 17. It says, wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Um, That's telling me everything I need to know. So let's just go back to verse 17. And it says, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our father. The Kundalini spirit comes from the ground to the father. Or I'm sorry, they don't go to the father because they don't believe in him. They stop at the crown. So with that being said, I'm just trying to figure out how Miss Miss Beth Hobus is going to um, utilize this scripture to tell us her standpoint. Let's keep going. All right, so Miss Beth had mentioned James 1 and 17, y'all, and I read it twice for you in two different versions. That was the New Living Translation, which was the last version I read, and the New International Version. Um, The scripture that she's using, it says everything good and perfect is, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow or turning. So as we can see, once we've read all these different scriptures and whatever version she used, it's already catered towards her scientific standpoint. Because as I mentioned, is that if we're talking about the turning shadows, that is a reference to demonic spirits. 
a reference to demonic spirits. Come on, y'all. We gotta we gotta start paying attention to how people word things. And that is what our lovely Miss Beth Hovis is doing right now. Moving on into her article, she says, as far as we have seen in the English translation of the Bible, the word chakra is nowhere to be found. She says that the verses I have shared and the points I will make come together in my mind when discussing chakras from a biblical and Christian standpoint. I will explain how, but first I will acknowledge these points when it comes to talking about Christians, the Bible, and chakras. When we search the internet for information on chakras, almost all the information we come across is written from what people would call a new age point of view. Many of the websites call themselves new Christian or new age, and that's pretty convincing. You're right. Kind of like how your article was pretty convincing when you go, it's not new, it's true, chakras and Christianity. So which one is new and which one is true? Oh, Lord have mercy. Anyways, chakras are unseen. There has been very little scientific exploration into the pop, the possibility of their physical existence and therefore have been left in the metaphysical world. Y'all, the metaphysical world is getting on my nerves. There are so many different satanic spirits in the metaphysical world that we could there. This the series would go on forever with the amount of satanic spirits in the metaphysical world. So. We're just going to go ahead and keep reading. Now, I'm going to scroll down to where she talks about our bodies. She says, we have the central nervous system made up of the brain and the spine. We have the peripheral nervous system, which connects the brain and the spine with the rest of the body. And then we also have the endocrine system that works very closely with the nervous system. Communication by and through the endocrine system is essential for the health and well-being of the body. Hormones secreted from the endocrine glands are carried through the bloodstream to various organs and tissues of the body. Now, be mind you, Miss Beth Hovis teaches physics. She is a science teacher at the Trinity School. Um, and she says that the most important glands of the endocrine system and their connection to the chakras are. She has already stated her scientific point of view. And she has only given us two scriptures so far from what I have read in this article. She says that the pituitary gland connects to the spiritual. The penal gland connects to our intuition. The thyroid gland connects to communication, thymus to love, pancreas to power, ovaries and testes to sexuality, and adrenals to survival. If you notice, there are seven main glands. And yes... There are seven chakras. Most websites and books on chakras define them as wheels of energy or energy centers. These wheels of energy were first described in ancient Sanskrit known as the Vedas, the Hindu scriptures. And also in the Hindu religion, they believe in the Kundanali. The Kundanali spirit is the shape of a serpent. Go back in Genesis and talk about the serpent. It says chakras are known to be transmitters and receivers of energy at the seven glandular points throughout the body. I'm going to read where she talks about the Kundanali spirit and how she literally oversights this entire part and why I'm going to continue to expound on it a little bit more. 
when we look at the teachings of some websites and books, opening up the root chakra begins with the Kundanali spirit. In fact, according to Power Thoughts Meditation Club, the Kundanali is an ancient description for the energy present within our bodies. It is said that the Kundanali stems from the base of the spine and winds its way up to the top of the head. It is often compared to a snake or a serpent. We know that the enemy of God, the devil or Satan, is represented as a serpent. So it is completely understandable that believers in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and his son Jesus, the Messiah, who came to earth to defeat this enemy, that we would want nothing to do with this Kundanali spirit. Beth Hovis, my sister in Christ, you should have stopped right there and ended this article. Because at the end of the day, after I read the continuation of your article, you have now created a confusing two-way street for anyone to read this. The Bible tells us to come out from among them and be separate. That is the only thing that the Holy Spirit is continuously saying to me right now. Come out from among them and be separate. 2 Corinthians 6 and 17. But yet and still, yet and still, we want to compare chakras and Christianity like it's a, a game show. We want to compare chakras and Christianity like we can pick and choose which demonic spirits we want to play with and put them in our Christian mixing bowl and make up this cake that is just supposed to taste so great that everybody's supposed to eat from. Our generation of young people, 35 and under, has decided to take certain things from the world that we live in and utilize them for the satisfaction of themselves. How many times have you met somebody under 35 and they say things like this? Oh, I don't go to that church. They do. They do this, that and the third. Or no, nah, I'm not really down with being a Christian no more because they just don't know how to love on people. Or eh, no, I don't really think that being saved is necessary. Like I'm going to get into heaven regardless because I, I, I follow the law and I'm nice and I do this and I do that. OK, um, but yet and still. These same people, they pray before they eat and they say amen and they talking to God when they pray before they eat. These same people, they know certain small scriptures for God so loved the world. Jesus wept. He rose on the third day. They know all of that. The Bible tells us to train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they get older, they'll show not depart. But yet and still. These kids ain't departing. Our young people generation is not departing from these scriptures. I'm telling y'all, we're not. Everybody in our generation, 35 and under, they're not departing. They are slowly separating themselves. Oh, God, Holy Spirit, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you, y'all. I'm about to freak out because I hear him so clearly right now. I hear him because it's going back to the same scripture we just read. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. This is first James chapter one. I mean, James chapter one, verse 14. The desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Y'all, when we are enticed by our, lead, our, 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 our zodiac signs, when we are enticed by the triple numbers, the angel numbers, when we see that now, be mind you, the Bible speaks about numbers. The Bible talks about how seven is the, the number of completion, right? 
The Bible talks about all these different numbers in the Bible and how these different numbers have a specific representation behind them. But if we are not utilizing those numbers in a Christian way, we are now operating on a demonic level. That's the reason why they say the road to heaven is small, but the the road to hell is wide open, y'all. Like that road is wide. It's wide. It's wide because you got people walking in ignorance. You have people that don't even realize that they're playing in a demonic realm that they don't need to play in. (sighs) Okay, so let's continue reading Little Miss Best. Little Miss Best article. Y'all, I'm tired of her already. Anyways, she speaks about how in Proverbs 20 and 7, it says, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the innermost parts of his being. She then goes on to say that in the beginning in Genesis, God shares with us the process of creation. We all know that that was seven days. But let's talk about the fact that in seven days on his time could have been something something completely different. Okay, God's timing is completely different. Um, And then she also talks about there's another very interesting and very similar ancient word which came before the Sanskrit word for chakra. That is the Hebrew word shakar, shakarit. Shakarit means to balance or center as in the Hebrew morning shakarit prayers, which centers one for the day. Shakar in Hebrew means dawn. So the understanding is at the beginning of the day when the light first appears, we seek God's light in order to bring balance to our day. All right. Do we need to do another history lesson? Do we need to do another history lesson? Hmm. Y'all. In some modern languages, including Armenian, Greek, Italian, Romanian, Slav, and many Slavic languages, the name Hebrews is standard for Jews. It is currently considered derogatory to call Jews Hebrews. Then we're going to talk about are Jews, Hebrews, and Israelites the same thing? The term Hebrews, Israelites, and Jews are close synonyms and are often used interchangeably. All three terms refer to those who have descended from Abraham through Isaac and Jacob. The terms are used figuratively in times of the New Testament, a few times in the New Testament, in reference to the spiritual seed of Abraham. When speaking to the fleshly nation of Israel, the term Hebrew ties to people directly, people directly to Abraham, Israelites, relates to them of Jacob or Israel and Jew or Jews remind us of the people's homeland and is used to distinguish their race from other people. So as we can see, we're going back a little bit, right? We're going back a little bit. Last time I checked, last time I checked, Oh God, I hear you. Last time I checked, this is this whole, this whole article was supposed to be chakras and Christianity. It's not new, it's true. The only thing that I'm hearing in this article is that chakras should be praised. Chakras should be utilized and that Christians shouldn't be scared to use them. But yet and still, 
the Bible tells us to come out from among them and be separate. Y'all, I just, it's, it's ringing in my spirit and I can't let it go. I can't let it go because I thought the whole point of being a Christian was to not be like other religions. Forget the world. It's to not be like other religions. Okay. All right, y'all. So we're going to close this out with what Miss Beth has in her ending, right? She says, while there is no one verse that links these different attributes to something called chakras in the Bible, we can see the potential for chakras being true, not new. I wasn't even looking for a verse that connected chakras and attributes together in the Bible when I came across our theme verse that tells us that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. These three spirits, love, power, and sound mind, or attributes match perfectly with the areas of the body represented in images of chakras. I am befuddled. I really am, y'all, because I had hope for Miss Beth. I had hope that she was going to round it out and tell us, even though that there is no substantial evidence about chakras we can believe that yes they do operate in the metaphysical realm i was hoping that miss beth was going to tell us a little bit more however miss beth miss beth just proved what revelation speaks about about how in the last days we'll have prophets and prophets are are just like teachers now don't 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 get it twisted we'll have teachers of the word to twist the word and we can go back to my, my scripture from the last episodes. When we talked about the last episodes, y'all, what was my main scripture that I told y'all about? I said that in Colossians 2 and 8, it says, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception. According to the tradition of mere men, following the elementary principles of this world, rather than following Christ. At this point, I just think, that as a generation of young people, a.k.a. the 35 and under crew, we have to start standing up and asking true questions. We have to start standing up and doing the research for ourselves. We have to start standing up and truly asking ourselves, are we doing this because it's a trend or are we doing it because we don't believe in God? Because if you do believe in God, and you are doing this for a trend, it's time to stop. But if you're doing it for a trend and you don't believe in God, hey, sis, more power to you. My brother, keep going. You know, I, I, I just, I don't get it. 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 And, you know, at one point, I did get it. I was like, oh, yeah, we want your energy to be balanced. You want to feel the vibe of everyone around you. I said that before because... It was trendy to say. It was definitely trendy to say. And in my opinion, I just think that it's time for our generation of young people to finally question why we do what we do. Because the baby boomers and everyone 40 and up is looking at us like we crazy because our minds are not together. Because we have fallen victim to being captivated by philosophy and empty deception. 
All right, so if you liked anything from today, please leave a comment in the reviews. Please give me a review, y'all. I ain't doing this for no reason. I'm doing this for y'all. Um, I'm definitely excited to continue going forward in this mission of flow in the spirit. We are still going to be on the Align series. Uh, we're, we'll actually be wrapping up the Align series within the next three episodes. That is my plan. That is my goal. I would like to wrap this up. I just feel like at the end of the day, the demonic world is is repetitive. Their their agenda is to confuse. Their agenda is to divide and conquer. And it, they're doing it successfully. They're doing it successfully with the amount of horoscopes, the talk of the universe, manifestations and mantras. And now understanding what the chakras mean, um, you just see that the enemy is dividing and conquering exactly how he has planned. And there's no need to continuously talking about something that's repetitive. They all teach on the same things, just different versions. However, I can tell you one thing that don't teach the same, and that's the word of God. So with that being said, y'all go ahead and give me a comment, share this video, and let's go ahead and get into flowing in the spirit. And I'll see y'all next week. Bye. What's up, you guys? If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a review and share on your social media. If you have any topics you would like to discuss, message me at Official Mama Ann on Instagram. I'm so happy you stayed to the end and continue to flow in the spirit. Catch you in another episode. Peace. What's up, you guys? Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please follow me, leave a review, and definitely share it on your social media. If you have any topics or questions that you would like to discuss, message me at official with an X, Mama Ann, on Instagram. I'm so happy you stayed to the end, and I pray that you continue to flow in the spirit. See you next time. Peace.